Hello and welcome to another episode of BZ Listening. I am your host, BZ Douglas. Uh, today's episode is taken from a video report that I posted on Wednesday. It's the story of the Cleveland Warriors, a semi-professional football team in the National Public Safety Football League, and how their management snuck Tamir Rice's killer, Timothy Lohman, onto the team. And when black players found out and complained, they were pushed out themselves. So I, I go into all this and introduce it in, in, in the piece that I'll be playing. But uh, I am very happy to report that this morning I awoke to learn that the president and vice president of the Warriors have both resigned in the wake of this scandal. Randy Knight, one of the players kicked off the team and a primary source on this story, sent me this text message he received from now former team president Bill Safranco. <clears throat> Quote, you win. I resign. Now back off for the good of the team. Call off your people. Mordaski said he does too, but still wants to play. And Loman is not on the team. Mordaski is the vice president. Anyway, I, I just got to say, it's a damn good feeling to wake up and read some good news that I played a small part in bringing about. Uh, almost as good as one of my sources on this story, uh, Randy, in fact, telling me uh, that my coverage was far and away the best. And this is coming from, you know, his story was also covered. It was written up pretty extensively by the New York Times. So I'll, I'll take that feather, put it in my cap. Um, anyway, you can find a link to the video report on YouTube in the description. Uh, check it out. There's a lot of supplemental, like, visual stuff. You can actually see uh, footage I dug up of Loman playing on the field. Spoiler alert, he's not good. Anyway, um, so there's a lot more to come this month uh, that I just want to mention, I'm, and I'm really excited to share it with you. Next week, I will be releasing my interview with John Bonifaz of Free Speech for People, in which we discuss the arguments his organization advocated for as grounds for impeachment versus the arguments we actually got. And we just sort of have a free-form post-mortem discussion of the topic of impeachment now that Trump is out of office, but it's still lingering as an issue. And uh, bigger news, I can finally announce that the video project I have been working on for several months is nearing completion. It has a title, State of Injustice. This documentary series will examine Ohio city by city in order to expose all the ways that the state's law enforcement departments and judicial systems are failing its citizens. And this series will begin in Euclid, Ohio, and part one will focus on the death of Luke Stewart. So check out stateofinjustice.com. You can see the first te teaser video and sign up to be notified when it officially releases. You can also follow at uh, State Injustice on Twitter and at State of Injustice on Instagram. I almost got the State of Injustice on Twitter, but they have, it was one character over. I was like, ah. Anyway, as uh, always, thank you so much for listening. And of course, if you have the means, gotta ask, consider supporting my work on Patreon or Substack. Uh, really, really, really means a lot. But it also it really, really means a lot that you're listening. Thanks a lot. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. 
Early on the morning of January 30th, members of Black Lives Matter and New Era Cleveland gathered at the Manta Fieldhouse in North Royalton, Ohio. The activists were there in support of Randy Knight, who was protesting against the Cleveland Warriors, a semi-professional football team that he once played on. Knight is outraged that the Warriors management secretly added Timothy Lohman to the team. Lohman is the ex-police officer who killed Tamir Rice. They're, they're hiding, I'm leaving now, look, they're hiding Timothy Lohman in there. We're not here to do any harm, we're only here to protest. They're hiding, that's how much they go to protect that man. And all the black guys I was on the team to help this team be good, they kicked them off that they had a problem. The Warriors are part of the National Public Safety League, in which all players are required to be full-time first responders. Timothy Lohman was fired from the Cleveland Police Department in May of 2017 for lying on his job application and not killing an innocent child. Personnel records from Lohman's first appointment in Independence, Ohio, prior to Cleveland, revealed that his chief regarded him as a not great officer, to say the least. Quote, he could not follow simple directions, could not communicate clear thoughts nor recollections, and his handgun performance was dismal. The decision to fire Lohman was upheld both by the Cuyahoga County Courts and again in 2017 during an arbitration hearing. The Cleveland Police Patrolmen's Association has backed Lohman throughout this process, as they have without question since he killed Tamir Rice, and are still appealing to get him reinstated in state court. And despite the union's efforts, Lohman has not held any full-time position that would make him eligible to play on the Warriors since joining in 2017. Uh, in October of 2018, Lohman was offered a part-time position with the Bel Air Police Department in Southeast Ohio, but that offer was revoked once word got out in the press, and especially once Tamir Rice's mother, Samaria Rice, found out. Since this protest occurred, the story has been covered by Cleveland Scene, WCPN, Channel News 5, Cleveland.com, and a new piece from the New York Times dropped just as I was writing this script. All of them have reached out to Miss Rice to get her reaction, if you'd like to know that. Spoiler, she's pissed. So if you're wondering why I didn't reach out to her for a comment in this piece, that's why. It's, it's covered. What none of those articles mentioned was that on January 15th, black activist groups came in from around the country to speak and march in support of Tamir's campaign for justice, which was launched in direct response to the Department of Justice's decision to drop the federal case. That campaign is ongoing, and I can't think of a better response to this story than signing up to help out or donating. You can find the link in the description. I hope you'll use it. I think that the coverage that this story has gotten so far has been pretty decent, but hearing the players tell it themselves really drives home how truly up this situation is, to use a technical term. So here are my interviews with Randy Knight and Patrick Sullivan, another player forced off of the team. Knight and Sullivan walk me through how they discovered Lohman's identity and all of the shameful actions taken by the Warriors' management as Knight, Sullivan, and other players voiced their objections. 
Now you can find links to all of the articles and materials referenced in this video in the description below. I'll be back after the interviews to wrap things up. Just a quick interjection here for the podcast since you don't have video captions to see what's happening, but this piece, uh, the interviews don't have me in them at all. It's just toggling back and forth between Randy and Patrick. So the first speaker you hear is Randy, and the second speaker you hear is Patrick. And it pretty much just goes back and forth between them. I think you'll be able to pick it up from there. Okay? All right. Here's the interview. A member of the Cleveland Warriors, 2016. Um, I've worked in corrections, um, Lorraine Correctional Institution. Uh, one of my guys that I played semi-pro with was also on the team, and he asked me to come over and check him out because they needed players. I go over there, check it out. You know, I like what I see. And it wasn't the players or the coaches that drew me in. It was more so it felt like an honor. It felt like, you know, I was playing for a purpose because I was playing for the city of Cleveland. And, you know, we played all over the nation and we represented something. A coworker of mine, um, he just told me about it. I work in corrections. Uh, he told me about it and I'm just like, oh, sure, I'll come out. So I ended up coming out, me and Randy. Our first year was like 2017. So what happened was we get a guy to come to our team late in the season, 2017 kind of like the last game. No one really knew who he was. He was quiet. And they just called him Tim or Timmy, you know. Tim, you know, Big Tim or look, Timmy. They just kept calling him Timmy. Like, so I ain't, like I said, I didn't barely talk to the guy. Like, I just see when I see him, you know. You know, and then after each game, we have like a little uh, potluck and gathering with the, uh, with the opposing team. And, and everything is all love. Like, you know, we, we kicking it, you know. You know, talking about jobs and but he never, now that I think about it, he never talked about, he never, he was never the one who really was out talking about how his day was or nothing like that. Everybody else was more open, but. President Bill Safranco, at that time he was the vice president. Um, it was uh, Dave Mardarski who was the president over him. Uh, they switched positions now, but um, he was always the one that, that was, you know, always with him. They went to breakfast together after every practice and, you know, they always kicked it. But like I said, Timothy was quiet. So he didn't say much. So, and then he wasn't that good. So he, he wasn't somebody that stood out in practice. You know, he wasn't somebody even people talked to or talked about. It just, I would help him when I would see that he need help. And I was really, I'm still trying to focus on the whole cloud, trying to help the whole entire offensive line, a whole entire defensive line. So yeah, it wasn't like he was known for nothing. You know, we, you know, he was just a quiet guy. But now that everything has come out, I see, I can see why he was so quiet. I can see why um, they never called him by his whole name. I can see why they just slid him in. Because normally, most guys that we get, we get a big introduction, um, introduction to this guy. Hey, guys, this is such and such. He works here. Give him a round of applause. Welcome to the team. We didn't do that with Timothy. He just slid on at the end of the year. So I'm in a, a store called Played Against Sports. And I'm getting some um, gloves for my second and my uh, semi-pro team. And I'm joking because in um, playing against sports, you get a 10% discount if you have um, if you play semi-pro football, right? So I'm joking with the clerk, and I'm like, hey, I play for two teams. I should get 20%. And he was like, no, it don't work like that. You know, they know me by name in there. You know, I'm always in there. So uh, uh, the other guy comes to me and said, hey, 
what team you play for? I'm like, I play for the uh, Cleveland Rams and the Cleveland Warriors. So I was up. He like, why you play with the Warriors? They're racist. I'm like, no, they're not. I'm like, they're pretty cool dudes, you know. I'm like, but you know, I'm like, it's a little segregated at times, but they're cool dudes, you know. I mean, on the football field, he's like, no, they got to kill Tamir Rice is on the team. I'm like, no, he isn't. Trust me. I said, if he was on the team, I would know. And this was the black guy telling me this. I said, if he was on the team, trust me, I would know out of all people. He said, no, bro. He said, our coaches, which was the other semi-pro team, he said, they was at practice bragging about how they slid him on the team. I said, what? Are you serious? I said, man, I don't believe that. that I mean, they must be lying, trying to get some, you know what I'm saying, hype, like they're doing some. So I go to my car after I purchase my things, and I Google the guy that murdered Tamir Rice, and when his name and, and, and his face popped up, I went, but listen, I was so hurt. Man, he sent me, sent me text, like, dude. He's like, dude, is that the dude that's playing on our team? Like, this, like you know, telling me, I'm just like, I said, this can't be serious. So I started talking to other players on the team, sending them the, the article. Like, y'all knew about this? I, I felt betrayed. I called, and this was in 2019, I, and this was right before the championship game because we made it to the championship game in 2019. I called the owner, I mean, I called the uh, president, who's Bill Sofranco. I called um, vice president. I called the treasurer. Um, the vice president is uh, Dave Mardarski. The um, treasurer, his name Dave, I can't remember his last name. Um, I called teammates. I called everybody that, I'm like, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Why, why are we playing with this guy? You know, I said, you know, my, my family is close with the Rices. There is no way... I could ever play on a football field with this guy. My family would disown me. My, my, I mean, my, just me, my own merit, my own morals and myself, I, I wouldn't allow myself to play with this guy, you know, just because the pain and sorrow that he caused my city. He, he should not be representing this team. And it, at first it was like, well, deal with it. He's been on a roster, deal with it. I'm, I'm not dealing with nothing, you know, because we was on the your championship. So I approached Bill Sofranco in person. This this was so crazy. And this when this was the last time I had a real conversation with this man. I said, Bill, why you didn't tell us this guy was the guy who killed, you know, Tamir Rice? I know his family. I know Tamir's Rice family. I'm close with his sister. Like, how can like how can y'all let him on his team? Like he's not a law enforcement. He said, Well, we well, what happened with him, you know. Like he said, it was tough, and it's eating up. It's eating him up at night every night. Like it's been hard for him. I said, "What about the family? The mother of Tamara Rice? Like it been eating her up every night in the family." So I'm not understanding what you're saying. But the game before the championship, we we found out uh, it was this game. The Columbia, it was a Columbia played against Columbus, right? We was at home. That's the day we found out about T uh, Timothy Loman being on the team. So me and Patrick got there late. They tried to tell Patrick that he was suspended because he got to the altercation the game before when we was in Roanoke. Um, we was in Roanoke, Virginia. And no one told Patrick that he was suspended from the game. He just knew he was kicked out of the last game, but he did not know he was suspended. So we get to the game late because we both had to work. And we get there at halftime, and they're like, hey, Patrick, you're suspended. He's like, why am I suspended? What did I do? They said, you were fighting. Like, he's like, I never threw a punch. I didn't fight nobody. But, you know, he's like, he's like, Bill, why didn't you appeal my suspension? He's like, because I didn't do nothing. You can see it on film. I never, he's like, and why y'all didn't tell me that I was not, that I couldn't play this game? Bill, like, hey, that, hey, that's on you. Everybody know the rules. He's like, he's like, no one told me. Like, he's like, I came to practice. No one told me. He's like, and now I'm at the game, and now you're trying to say I'm suspended because what happened was the referee reckon the referee. You know, they get a note card about what players can't play. His number was double zero. So when they seen double zero pull up, they said he's not, he can't play today. So that's the only way we got notified. So Pat, like, so why is Timothy here? Then he they was like, 
he's going to play regardless. That, that has nothing to do with you. So my brother, uh, he ran across the field to tell the Columbus team that Timothy Loman was on our team and he's playing. And they called the police. They tried to tackle him down, try to make a big ruckus about it. And all he was trying to do is tell that he shouldn't be on the team. So let me tell you about what happened about that game. We was playing Columbus. This is before I, I tried to switch the team. So during the game, this was the next game I thought we found out. So I go to the game like I'm mad. I said, this not right. I'm not play, I'm not playing on the field with him. This so everybody's like, just chill, relax. I said, no, he's not playing another game with us. So I go to the Columbus team and the refs and try to tell them, like, hey, this the guy who killed Tamir Rice. There's a couple players from Columbus, they like, really? But everybody like thought I was being obnoxious, so they did not want to listen. They thought like I was just, I don't know. Like, so Bill got the refs to tell me that I, I couldn't play. So I, I left from there, and then that's when I reached out to the league, the league in 2019 to tell them, like I said, didn't nobody want to listen to me. So I just I, I just said, you know what? I'm I'm just not gonna play football no more. They like said I, I'm I'm not about to be seen playing with that guy. And um, he never did anything wrong. All he ever did was try to speak his voice about Timothy Lumman being on the team. So then um, we said, well, it, it's, it's always, with me, it's about six or seven of us that always come together, ride together. We all join kind of together, too. We're some of the best players on the team. We scoring all the touchdowns, making all the big plays. And we are, young, we are younger black guys. And we were like, we're not going to California and playing the championship game. And I got this test message to show it. I said, if Timothy Lumman is playing. Oh, and if... You know what I'm saying? Y'all try to just take Patrick off the team because he didn't do anything wrong. So Bill said, uh, I'm not budging. Um, Patrick was off the team, but Timothy Loman isn't going to come either. He says, so y'all make the decision. Timothy Loman isn't coming, but Patrick can't come either. So me and my boys talk to me like, all right, well, as long as Timothy not coming, Patrick got to still, you know, he can handle his own thing. So we went to, we, we flew out to California. Now, when we got to California, guess who was there? Timothy Loman was there. And we get into a big argument. We were supposed to have a team, a meeting and everything, and uh, go over film. It started off in a big argument with me and one of the uh, older white guys on the team. I'm like, no, I told you, we're not coming. We're not playing if he's here. Like, man, we're here. Let's finish the job. This is more. He, he, they told me that this game was more important for them than it was for us because they've been on the team longer, all this extra stuff. I said, no. I said, we, I said, we put in the same work as y'all did. We done everything. I'm like, I'm like, why is this always the, I'm like, why, why is this a black and white thing? He's like, you're, he's like, you're making the black and white thing. I said, no, I'm not. But I feel like this, the Cleveland officers, I just don't understand them. Like, I just want to know what would their other officers would say that they work with and knew this guy got fired. Like, so now I'm thinking like, is Cleveland police officers sticking with this guy? Because I'm just... I'm lost because I'm not understanding like they really is cool with this guy on his team. He don't, he don't got, he don't go to work every day thinking to today might be his last day. He don't wake up praying that he come home safe to his family. He don't put on no uniform. He don't serve his, 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 his city or his state. Like he don't do that at all. He go home every night. Like I said, he, like I said, he need to be thankful that he didn't, he's not in jail or prison. So I don't know what else did he want. But I'm I'm real disappointed that I brought this up to the league officials in 2019. I got messages on Facebook, and they they was hitting me with these. They was hitting me like like, are you sure? Uh, why are you making these? So Bill Sofranco got to him. Like I said, he he a president, so you know he he um a board member of the league too. Also, so somehow 
he got in touch with them, like with the league. And so he got in touch with them and told them to like ban me from the league. Cause I was like disrespectful or I was being like, like I was not good for the team. Like I was toxic for the team. So at the 19, I'm like, I'm done. I'm not playing with them. Like I'm looking for a whole nother team. Bill Sofranco blocked me. So I try to play for Columbus. Columbus got a law enforcement team too. So I try to reach out to them. First thing they tell me is like, uh, Bill said you're banned from the league. Why I'm banned? He said, you just banned from the league. I said, so Columbus was willing to fight for me to get reinstated. First of all, I don't know why I'm, I'm banned from the league. This, this was blowing me crazy. So the Columbus, I think I want to say one of their like board members, all president, he gave me the number to the league, the league commissioner and league owner. The league owner uh, owner is in Chicago. I think he's Chicago Fire Department chief or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the commissioner is in Dallas. He, I think Dallas PD. So I call Columbus and I'm I'm talking to him like, you know, first he coming off as aggressive because, like I said, Bill could have told him anything. Like he didn't expect that I was come with him, come to him like with respect and trying to figure out what's going on. So he first he he was already like on edge like. Like, pretty much, like, I heard about you. Like, like I was going to say something crazy, but I didn't. I was just asking him, like, why is I'm suspended? He said that um, that uh, at the last game, the Columbus game, you, um, you had an outrage or you had an outrage and that Bill trying to, trying to, trying to push for you to get banned. Because you see how fast I were to dispose of Pat. And there was another player on the team. Um, that they tried to dispose of. It was the same exact year, 2019, where he worked in the corrections and um, for the um, county, and they tried to say that he was working with the Heartless Felons, which is a gang in Cleveland, and helping them extort other inmates because he let two inmates fight. Um, when that happened, the moment they hit the news, they put it on the Warriors page, they'd be kicking him off the team, he's out of here, he's a disgrace, blah, blah, blah. When it comes back that he did none of that, and it shows the film that he actually was the one that's trying to stop the fight, and it was a mistake, they voted him back on the team. So my thing is, how? why did we never vote Timothy on the team? Why, why did we never discuss who he was and what he did with the team? But yet when a black player gets in trouble, y'all instantly kicked him off. Like y'all kicked off Pat too because he tried to tell that Timothy Lum was on the team. I'm like, and I, so I was telling them, I was like, it's always a race thing because how you guys are swift to move black guys off the team, but then y'all keeping Timothy Lum here and y'all flew him out here with the money that we received from the Browns. So... Bill's like, well, he's not going to play. He just came from more. I'm, like, I'm not trying to hear that. You know, I'm not trying to hear that. He shouldn't be here. Just like Pat isn't here, he shouldn't be here. So we we had a big argument for about three hours that night. And I'm, you know, and me personally, I'm like, man, I came out to Las Vegas. I mean, I'm, I came out to Los Angeles to win the championship. Me and my boy said, you know what? If they put him on the field with us, we're walking off. We're walking off. We we're gonna play our game because he really did. He 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 was there. He played every game, but he ain't played many stacks because he was trash. He was terrible. So we were like, we're, we we here. I'm gonna be like, we sacrificed for this. We spent our money for all of the, a lot of this stuff that we have out here. We know about the waste it, but the moment they put him on the field, we we're walking off. The moment they put him on the field, we all walked off. We we did not play no more of that game. They put him in on the fourth quarter. We no longer played no more of that game. We came back home. And we told him we're done with the uh, Warriors. You know, it's over with. So the um, the next year, we ended up losing that game. We lost 24 to 0, I believe, because we just wasn't – we wasn't us. We were like we, – we was, it wasn't the team anymore at that moment. It was very – basically them, 
versus us versus the other team. That's how I felt. It was a segregation. It was like we, we was no longer playing for each other anymore because they keep continually putting this guy before before us and how we're feeling. Randy was like the only one fighting for me. So he fought for me and they told me I couldn't go to the championship game. And Randy fought that I he fought that like, why can't he? Like he paid his fees and he been on his team. Like, so Bill just mad because I was finna tell. I tried to tell. But like I said, nobody want to listen. I tried to reach out to the league. They just thought they blew me off. So an- another thing I remember um, when I spoke to the um, to the league owner, he told me that um, usually when a, a player is like suspended or or banned, the team usually fight for them to be reinstated. He said it was funny because Bill was not trying to fight for me. It was more of him pushing. He admitted that to me. He told me Bill was trying to fight for me. You know, but Bill is telling everybody, you know, he's bad for the league. He's bad for the league. Like, just trying to get me out. So, like I said, I try to fight for it, and I just let it go. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. I ain't about to – like I said, I'm not about to be playing with him. If, if I feel like it, it's not that serious. I'm not about to, you know – it's not like I'm getting paid a million dollars to be playing with them anyway. So, I just I, I just bit the bullet. And, I, and then also what made me just drop it because – I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to ruin it for the people who actually was good. But at, at the end of the day, if I was anybody else, like my friends that was on that team, and I hate to say this, I, I would have never played. So I just – everybody who continued to play, I just don't respect them. I, I'm sorry, especially CPD, because they knew. They had to know, you know? They had to know that this guy was on his team or he was coming to this team or I, I don't know when he started, but I yeah. just know he was – he was on the 17, 18, 19 roster. And 19 was my last year. So 2020, you know, that's when the pandemic came in. And that's when I tried to go to Columbus. And Bill blocked me. I think Bill was more so scared that Seth Columbus would have picked me up. He would have been afraid that I was going to tell all the business, which I was, honestly. I was going to hmm. tell it all. Because it need to be told. When Bill took over, Bill steals people the wrong way. Bill, Bill does what he want to do. He adds people who he want to add, has illegal players. And he if he doesn't like you, he's the type of person that to call everybody on the team to talk bad about you so they can form his same opinion. That's the type of person he is. And that's why I was telling Dave Madarski, who was the vice president, I said, hey, I don't know why you're taking up for Bill and, and, and helping him with these lies. And I sent them a slew of text messages that this is what Bill thinks of you. But he ignored it. It is what it is. So when 2020 came, they, um, me and about three of my guys came. It was about 12 of us there. We were voting to see if we were going to keep a team. But however, COVID canceled the season anyway. We were voting. We're, we're done. We, we, were, we were saying them we're done. You know, we only came to let them know how we felt. We wanted to voice our way. And we told them that we was not going to let this ride. You know, we were not let, letting you guys just use the money that we got because we worked so hard to um, – I, I had got – uh, Mr. Dawson, Channel 5 News, to cover the Warrior story so we can get donations to go to the championship game. We got a lot of donations off of that. We 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 did a lot of um, fundraising to get that money to to go to, to the championship game. Like I said, we even caught eye of the Haslam's. They gave us twenty thousand um, dollars. So we was like, we worked hard to get all that money for this team, and we don't want to see y'all letting this guy Timothy Loman be able to play with this. It's, it's, that's not right, and we're not having that. So. Um, the team ended up um, – the, the season was, was canceled because of um, COVID-19. So then 2020 was running around. Normally during the, during the offseason, I don't really speak with them. 
They're not, you know, like I said, segregated. We don't really speak to them until they say, hey, guys, first practice or meeting is this day. So um, I get a whiff of that the team sent Timothy Loman down to Las Vegas to try to get him certified in the league. They say him and Dave Madarsky down there together with the money that we received from the Cleveland Browns um, <clears throat> to go down there to see if he can get certified in the league. I don't know the, the ruling of that. We got $11,000 back from the team we played because when you go to the championship, both teams have to split the cost. Even if, you know, we pay more, they have, we have to have to split it. So say if it's the cost for the whole championship was 64000 64, both teams will have to put in 32000 But if we put in more than that and they put in less than thirty two, then they have to give us the remaining. So they gave us $11,000 and we still have money left over from the Browns. So when we came back and they were discussing that we didn't have any money left, that we were down to zero, I said, there is no way we're down to zero. You guys are stealing money. I, and then that's when he was like, well, we sent Timothy Loman to Vegas. He told me out of his mouth, the treasurer of the league. So what they're trying to do is say, since the union is still fighting for him, technically he's an officer. That's what they're trying to do. It says full-time, and you have to be working, not on the, in a union. It doesn't say in the union. It says a full-time employee. My, my, my biggest problem is, you know, they snuck him on the team, and once they realized we didn't know who he was, they let it ride. Because I felt like I said, he came in, practiced, and then, you know, then all of a sudden he was there every day. Because all the meetings, at every practice, he's in the he's in the police union, the little pub they have down on um on the west side. Um, he's there looking at all kind of um reports and stuff like that. He's doing all of that. I've seen him do all of that. Yeah, it um, is like wow, they're really trying to protect this guy like he's still one of he's a fire police officer he's fired every it, it's confirmation bias for them you know there are different type of biases in this world and is there confirmation like oh he looked like me he sounds like me okay well you know and he, and he agrees with me so we, we we're we're we confirm to the same thing and that's my bias that this is what i'm a, you know what i'm saying like like i said if it was me on the other hand or if it was pat or any other player that, that was in the situation, we never would have been able to step a foot on that field. We never would have stepped a foot on that practice. It's so many law enforcement, like just in Ohio, Cleveland. And I always wonder, like, like why didn't people want to, a lot? Why we don't never, we always say the most we ever have on the team is like 20. When we go out of town, sometimes we get short to like 12 to 15 players. And I wonder, like, why we couldn't get a lot of people. Like, so it was rumored that, it was some outsiders that know. That's why a lot of law enforcement didn't want to play. So I, so that, that that told me a lot. When you know stuff starting to reveal itself, so people knew about it and they just didn't want to play. Like, oh, they got that dude on there. It hurts me to know that CPD officers that was on my team was cool with that. Cool with that. Like, I I uh, I hope they friends see you know see seeing you know the article. And let's be like, hey, ain't this the team you play for? And they knew about this. And if they lied, said they didn't know, they had to know. They, mm-hmm. I know that. <laughs> Literally, it's offers who was in that, who worked in that same district as him. It's on his team, and, that, and they cool with this, cool with that. And like, I can understand. Like, I, I, well, I don't understand. I can see if this guy was like a phenom on the field, he was just a beast, and they're like, they trying to sneak him on because he good. This dude suck. Like, I hate to say he suck. He's not good. Shouldn't he, like, I just feel like it's disrespect to the other team, the other teams that we played, and he's on the field with them. Like, it's an honor to play. We stand, we do the um the anthem before every game and salute to all the fallen um soldiers, and he's sitting right there. You feel me? Like, 
Like he's literally doing something for this country, but brought, but brought grief to the city of Cleveland and to that family. I hope, you know, some be done about it. I hope that I could come back and play for Cleveland Warriors under a new uh, management or, I don't know, Bill get himself together or the league. Got, I just feel like the league got to do something with either Bill, most definitely about Tim. He should never play again. That's who should be banned. That's that's who that's who that's um that's um that's who should be banned from the league. I shouldn't be banned from the league. If so, he should be banned from any any law enforcement leagues or anything. He shouldn't be able to do nothing. I think that since it's becoming on the news, they're trying to they're probably gonna keep him away for a bit to so that way they don't get caught right-handed because I believe he was there yesterday. Um, and I and I believe because his truck was there, his, that was his truck license plate. Then he gave his keys to somebody else. They either took him out the other side or they waited till everybody left and came back and picked him up. But he was there. I don't want to play with them anymore. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with with them in football, uh, especially. It, it's just a big turn for me. I'm gonna turn my um. I'm gonna turn all of my focus to my son, who's uh, in seventh grade, that's playing now himself. Um, I'm. I, I, it just. I just don't want to do it. It's not an honor for me anymore. It was an, that's the only reason I played. It was an honor. It was beautiful to sit here and say I'm going against other people that do that do what I do for a living, and I'm fighting for my city. You know, it's no longer the honor is no longer there. They ruined that for me. I want to see the Cleveland Warrior team be disbanded. Floyd Mayweather said it the best. He said, "When when we're when we're on the Olympic team winning gold medals, we're Americans." You know. But the moment we're back in America and we're doing everything regular, we're, we're African Americans. <laughs> we only we only one of them when when we're beneficiary to the to the country. We're not we're we're separated. We're not we're not with them, you know. And that's just how it is. Knight called me a day or so after this interview to let me know that he had spoken with several reporters who told him that Bill Safranco was claiming that Knight never brought any of this up until two weeks ago when they told him he was off the team. Well, Knight provided me with text messages he exchanged with Warriors Vice President Dave Mordaski. Knight is expressing his shock and hurt at being lied to about Loman's identity. And in a reply, Mordaski writes, I don't deal with liars at all. People that know me know I'm an open book. And honesty is the only way I know how to be. Those are ironic words, considering that at the time he wrote them, Mordaski and Safranco had already allowed Loman on to the team against league rules for nearly two years. Now, I contacted league vice president Timothy Kaczynski requesting Loman's employment records, as are required to be submitted. He replied, your story is nowhere near the truth. But he didn't respond when I sent follow-up questions asking him to be more specific in his denial. As far as I can tell, one of two things happened. The Warriors lied to the league about Loman's employment status. Or the league management knows and are helping the Warriors in their deception. Either way, I'll be digging into this story more in the weeks to come. As far as where it goes from here... I'll be looking into exactly how much money the Browns have contributed to this team and how the players on the Browns feel about that money being used to fly Timothy Logan out to Los Angeles and Las Vegas. 
I'll also be contacting other teams in the league, starting with Columbus, to see how they feel about Cleveland ignoring the league's most basic requirements in order to sneak such a controversial and mediocre player onto the field. And be sure to follow Black Lives Matter Cleveland and New Era Cleveland. They'll have more actions and updates on this issue, I'm sure. And you can also follow Patrick Sullivan on Twitter at 216play and keep an eye out for a new podcast he'll be producing called Life Uncut. And please, consider supporting Tamir's campaign for justice. If you're as disgusted with this story and all the injustice the Rice family and so many other families in Cleveland have had to endure, find a way to get involved. Thank you so much for watching. If you've stuck around this far, please, I hope you'll like and subscribe. I'm a small channel. I can use all the help I can get. I've got a lot more stuff coming up in the pipe for this year. And so if you can spare a few bucks, please consider supporting me on Patreon or Substack so I can keep working on all these awful stories. You know, a friend of mine asked me recently if it's taxing paying so much attention to such terrible shit. And I told him in a weird way doing this lifts my spirits just because there's so much awful darkness out there that needs a light shined on it and it feels pretty good to be wielding a flashlight. So, so I just want to say thanks to my supporters for, I don't know, keeping me in batteries and, and light bulbs. Actually, literally, I just got this, uh, this little sucker here. It can charge uh, my phone, my backup camera, and my audio recorder. So, you know, um, not plugging the product or anything because ads. Uh, just wanted to tell all the Patreon supporters, thanks for buying it. So, thanks.